I'm Nicole Wakelin. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, we are back. Welcome to another episode of Fast Women. It has been a week of patriotic celebration. We're recording this just after the 4th of July break. Yes, which is a huge holiday here in the U.S. It's supposed to be one day, but we all kind of turn it into a weekend or three days or four days or a week. And we both had adventures, but you had yours before the weekend of 4th of July even started. I I had an adventure. I would say <laughs> zero out of 10. Uh, don't recommend a large portion of it, but I did have a travel adventure. Um, I drove the Rivian R1S, um, which, you know, it, the, the vehicle itself, far better than the travel experience. I will say that. Um, you actually did a road trip, right? Yeah, because I was experiencing all the same travel nightmare you have been, and we were about to book flights, and I was like, forget this. And we road tripped from New Hampshire all the way down to Tennessee in our Jeep Wrangler 4 by So I should say, welcome to the South. And uh, welcome back to the North because you are already back. I am. You guys, you spent like you spent like six six days. We were got, yeah, it was total? two days down. We spent about three or four days there, and then two days back. So yeah, it was a good it was a good solid solid week of Southern food and adventuring. Adventures for everybody. Yes. So let's talk about your trip. We'll talk about my trip and somewhat the lack thereof, and um, we'll get going on down the road. Let's go. All right, so I am here to talk today. I feel like I'm in confession. I'm here to talk today about the Rivian R1S, um, which for those of you who don't know, Rivian is an electric vehicle company. They are new. They have a big partnership with Amazon to build some of Amazon's new electric vehicles. Um, But they also make the R1T that is a truck and the R1S that is an SUV. And they so kindly invited me to fly to the metropolis that is Albany, New York. ah. I will say it's a lovely change of pace. Like it's kind of actually nice to go to a small airport. And you're like, they had a Chick-fil-A. I was pretty happy. Like, I'm a well, simple you're person. It's like quick, quick through security, Chick-fil-A. And like, I grabbed a bottle of water. I was all set. Um, but it was, it, we, you know, you and I spent so much time going back and forth to California this year, mm-hmm. back and forth to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just really nice to think that I was going to Albany. So we drove, um, if our listeners will remember from our last episode, Nicole and I drove from Mackinac City, the top of the middle finger in Michigan, um, down to Detroit in a Ford Expedition, which was a lovely and comfortable drive experience. Um, you know, I dropped you off. I went, my flight was supposed to be a little later. Um, so I went and grabbed some Starbucks and I just parked the little quick park and I dropped off the car and I was like, Ooh, I've got some time. And then my flight was like, okay, well now it's going to be another two hours later. So I believe I texted you and I was like, see in the sky club. Yes. And you, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, okay, I'll kind of futz around a little bit. Cause I've got some time. So like, I didn't worry. I just took my time getting through security and I get this alert. Your flight is now boarding. <laughs> oh, well. You know, it was supposed to be 4.30, and now it's 2, and we're boarding, so, hmm, okay. So I never saw you. Yes. <laughs> I ran to the gate, which, um, if you've ever been to the Detroit airport, is a very large airport, um, but it extends, the A-terminal extends, like, in both directions, 70 gates or some sort of ridiculousness. Yeah, I think that's about right. It is like, it's like a half mile on either side. Um, but I was in the B-terminal, which meant I got to go down the to, uh, down the escalator and then run flat underground for a half Through mile. Through the glowy tunnel. And then 
through the glowy, noisy tunnel um, and then back up. And I got to my gate and I boarded sweaty, which is always a super fun way to start a flight. Yeah, sat down and we we did all the normal things that you would do. And they, they came on and they said, "Okay, we're loaded up. Well, close the door. So the flight attendants are getting paid, which I always think is important. Like, if you're going to sit there, at least let the flight attendants be getting right. paid. So they close the door and they're like, okay, well, we're not going to leave for another hour wah, because wah. of storms. Because oh no, because the East Coast is too crowded. And I'm like, oh, all right. You know, it is what it is. So then <laughs> we get pushed back from the gate and we're sitting there. And then they go, okay, we're going to try and fly at 16,000 feet or some such ridiculous number. And I'm just like, uh, okay, well, now they decide we need more fuel because we've expended it for the last hour. So we go back to the gate to get more fuel. And at this point, I'm just like, okay, get the fuel, we can go. Well, then I watch, and like, and you know when you sit, and you've been on a plane as much as you and I have, when you're looking at the pilots and the door is still open, yes. even though we're at the gate, but the door, the main door is not down, you're like, we're not going anywhere Correct. for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching them. And they were like, not just sitting in their chairs. They were like sideways and comfy in their chairs. <laughs> like one leg hanging over. And I'm just like, mm, they're not flying. Yeah, which is not soon. a good sign so for they, your pl- pilot actually no. piloting. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm happy if they're comfortable. But like, I feel like attention's important when you're piloting a plane. So they were actually really lovely because they said, okay, we're actually going to disembark because we've heard it's going to be at least two or three more hours. Ugh. But... We actually think it's going to be seven hours. So go have to, go have dinner. You're going to get, you know, a coupon from Delta into your email that'll have all these, you know, your certificates to get free food at the airport or whatever for your delay. Well, at that point, it was going to be about 10 p.m. before we even left the gate. And I did not have a lot of hope, but I was like, you know, maybe I have a little Just hope. Just a tiny and skosh so, of hope. <laughs> Yeah, and so like two hours later, 5 p.m. rolled around. And by this point, I had realized I had left my headphones at home. So I need to buy new ones. So they got a $75 out of me at the Bose store Uh at the Detroit airport. And and then I was like, okay, I need food. And I looked and I just, there was like a line for everything because it's that time of night when all the international flights are leaving. Mm -hmm. So people are getting food before the end. And I'm just like, I don't want to wait in line. And I also don't like, if I don't get on a flight, I don't really want to have like a big, I don't, I hate sitting down at the airport, like a restaurant, restaurant, mm-hmm. like unless like you and I are together and we like go like have a nice dinner. Like I don't want to do that. Right. And so, so I was like, all right, I'll go get some water. And then I settled down and I just like put my headphones in. I was like, I'll get some work done, knock out some work. And I get a thing on my phone that says your flight's been canceled. So <laughs> it says it's been rescheduled for 745 the next morning. And the hope is I'm like, gone. okay, like, yeah, the hope is gone. Like, I was like, great. This is where I spend the night. This is in the B terminal of the Detroit airport is where I spend the rest of my life. So, I mean, that's one of the nice things about modern air travel, right? And especially Delta always takes care of us um, when we do fly that they do automatically rebook you for the next closest flight. So I did have that automatic rebooking. So I didn't have to wait in line. I didn't have to call anybody. That was a blessing. Um, but there was no one at the Delta gate. And there was no one that I could like find with a red coat on to be like, hey, we've got a hotel room for you for the night. So um, in the process, I managed to I was going back and forth with the folks at Rivian to let them know. And Tanya over at Rivian, who does a lot of the work for them in communications, she's actually fantastic. She got me a room at the hotel that's inside the airport. Um, the Westin there. Mm-hmm. And I actually got the last room available at the Westin, thanks to the Rivian team. They work some magic there. And so I was able to go and um, you know, purchase 
overpriced pants at the Spank store, a lovely Detroit Tigers t-shirt, and um, a brassiere <laughs> at the Spank store. All the stuff, the key so, components uh, of what you need. The in essentials. Those, yeah. So like, you know, yeah, because you're like sweaty. And you and I had been up since like 4 a.m. Yeah. So like we, it was not a short day. So yeah, so once with the night at the Westin um, and eventually did get to uh, the airport back in the morning, got onto my flight, saw a bunch of people there that I saw the night before on my other flight. <laughs> um, and we ended up getting to Albany and it was fantastic. And uh, Delta actually was was great. I mean, it is what it is, right? And right. it was weather related. It wasn't anything other than weather. And, and they were fantastic. And kudos to them because... It, Every airline, I feel like, has taken a real beating lately. They are. And you know what? Some of the, there's all sorts of random happening. And the thing to remember is, like, even if the airline's messing up, whether it's weather or whether they've messed up, and the end, the people that you're working with, that poor woman at the desk, the flight attendant, the gate agent, and everybody there, they just really would like to do exactly what you would like them to do. So don't be mean. Be nice. They're all just as frustrated. They really want you to make your, yeah. they want you to make your flight. Yeah. They want you to leave. They want you like to get the heck out. Their goal is to not have you stick <laughs> leave, around. Go, yeah. go away. Get lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, and, and I do think that a lot, especially, um, you know, and obviously I've worked, I've, I've flown with Air France recently um, and I had a similar experience with them where they were able to take care of me via the app. I do think the app interaction is almost priceless these days because you can get a lot of things solved without having to wait in line Mm -hmm. or wait on the phone. Um, And Delta also has, and I don't know if any other airline has this, but you can call and then you can get a call back. Which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. So you don't have to wait on hold. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is an invaluable resource. Um, So you can actually go and you can check in and get a hotel room or rental car or whatever you need to do. Um, so besides that, so I went to Albany, I drove the Rivian R1S. Um, it's a three row SUV. Uh, adults can fit in all three rows. And I know because I crawled back there and we put the second seat back. You we put, put it the to second the seat forward, And I slouched in the third. I yeah, slouched. I really did. And I mean, I'm five, six, right? So you and I are about the same height. Right. So I would have to say we're probably the same height as most teenagers who are going to be sitting in a third row. Mm-hmm. Like there's not going to be, I mean, you might be a little bit taller. So there's some room there yeah. above my head. Um, like if you're five, nine, you've got a fair amount of torso space. You're probably fine. <laughs> but I mean, like it's legit. Like adults could sit in the back. And if you are an adult and you're in the back um, and you're a regular average size person, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. And so a six, a seven row, a seven passenger SUV um, with that much space and the seats are so plush and comfortable. Like they are thick. All of them? And no matter heavy, where you sit? Th- yes. That's nice. Yes. And that's kind of the thing. You, you know, like the third row isn't always like super plush. Um, it has as much, so it's all electric, but it has as much horsepower and torque as a Jeep Grand Wagoneer. So it moves. Actually, it's double that. Yeah. Wow. So that's, you know, that's huge. And so when you're on it, you can get on it and it can feel a little sporty or you can just, you know, marginally use the the electric power and it's just smooth and comfortable ride. And that electric battery in the bottom of the vehicle mm-hmm. um, really grounds it and it's really easy to maneuver. I, I'm a big fan of Rivian. I, I really enjoy the R1T truck. I found that the R1S has a little bit of a shorter wheelbase. It is just as capable off-road. It is easy to maneuver. It turns on a dime. It's. I, I'm just really impressed with Rivian's doing. Um, they have a new rally feature, which um, we did get to try out. And the day I was there, it was pouring rain, and so we had mud pits, and it was kind of like because we come from the Bronco Everglades, right? Launch. Which was already so mud pits. it was it was kind of like the, <laughs> yeah, and so this was like very similar in some ways. Um, and it handled it well. I mean, I had no problem with it, and it's comfortable on the inside, and it's got really cool features. It's got a flashlight in the door, which is kind oh, of just like a nice cool. little like. Yeah, like even if you don't ever really use it, it's got the split tailgate so you can have cargo configurations. Um, 
you know, you don't have to, you can just lift up half the hatch if you want yeah. to get into it, which I always enjoy that sort of feature. Um, the twin bed, like an air mattress twin bed actually fits in the back. If you put down the second and third row and I actually, so we had did one you try um, that? at the place where we stayed. I did try it and I was <laughs> actually, I was able to sit, I was actually able to sit up okay. on the twin mattress in the back. Which I'm, you know, this. I'm not a dynamic person, so it was hilarious to watch me have to crawl in there and then Is crawl there back video out. Of that anywhere? Um, because I'm sure that would be amusing. Um, <laughs> I mean, like we could arrange it, but yeah, um, it was, it was, it was really easy. And they have a panoramic roof, and so it does give a little bit more interior space, so you can like yeah. pop up in there. Yeah. Um, but like, I would be comfortable sleeping in there, and it wasn't that the twin bed was like didn't have any room on either side. Like you could. You know this, like when you sleep next to someone, sometimes you need to throw a little leg over the side of the yes. bed to get some extra room, especially if it's a twin bed. I was comfortable with that. <laughs> I felt like there was enough space there that I, both of us could throw a leg over and we'd still be on the mattress <laughs> and still be okay. We stayed at a really cool hotel. We stayed at the East Wind Hotel in Wyndham, New York. Mm-hmm. So it's in the Catskills. It's a little village. It's kind of one of those, you have to know why you're going there and where you're going there. You're not going to happen upon it. Um, super cute hotel. Um, it, it's in a tr- old house. It kind of was like old, an old inn style, um, but completely modern. Mm-hmm. And it had a restaurant attached to it. There's they have a couple of other properties yeah. throughout that the Adirondacks and the Catskills. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would go back there in a heartbeat. I would go back wow. there and take my family. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the Catskills. It's beautiful this time of year there. It's just very lush and green. I saw the uh, old broken down tavern that you and I saw oh, from the Mercedes episode. you sent a picture of that. I saw that. I was like, oh, it's I did. <laughs> I did. I took a friend of ours there. Um, like we, we drive past it anyway. And I was like, oh my God, I have to stop to take a photo for Nicole. And he was like, you cannot tell me this place is in operation. Yeah, I was like, is. hark, give it a Google. So, <laughs> give it a Google. So, give it a Google. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, and so it was. So we have we are now spreading the magical word of whatever that tavern's name is. I forget, Smith's or something like that. Um, and I was also close to Tectonic Distillery, which is, of course, my favorite still- distillery in upstate New York. They actually were lovely. They s- had heard our episode. Oh, no we mentioned way. them before they really? the upstate New York. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, and so um, they actually sent me oh, that's a little right, I like, yes. camouflage hat to wear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, and they, they did send some free booze. Woo-hoo! I was not mad at that. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't drink while I was there, um, but we were close to Taconic, and I wore the hat, and I bought a bottle to take home. So everything was good um, from there. But the Rivian R1Ts and the Rivian R1S are really good, and I'm really excited to see, like, it's not just, it's it doesn't feel like, you and I know this, we get an electric vehicle, and we're like, oh, this has been lightweighted, this is kind of crappy, right. and this is like, oh, this isn't quite right. This vehicle, it feels luxury. It looks luxury. It drives luxury. Like it's a home run on so many levels. Nice. And I have found it is so easy to drive and comfortable to get oriented with. And it's just, it's such, it's such a pleasure to drive. Like it really is. Like I would daily a Rivian in a heartbeat. Wow. That's saying something given the number of vehicles we, we drive. And you know, you're right about that. A lot of EVs, because they're trying to lightweight it and they're trying to make, you know, they're not putting heavy stuff into it and sometimes it comes off looking a little cheap so I, yeah it's good to hear that Rivian did not fall into that trap I'm really excited I really want to kind of poke around one of their Amazon vehicles I'm kind of hoping they're going to let us at some point yeah. because they're doing some really cool like they gave us kind of a behind the scenes look at Amazon I'm not going to tell anybody about what they've got going on but it was it, they've got some really cool innovation with the Amazon stuff that is I think like literally going to make a difference in the driver's lives and how we get our packages Ooh, and it's, snazzy. it's kind of exciting to see yeah, to see on a big level what's going to happen there. Excellent. Go lay down. 
That's the dog. I'm so sorry. She's been wrangling the dog and keeping away from the microphone for the solid three minutes here. And I'm just trying not to laugh. And she finally gave up. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I would actually daily it. And I think that that between what they've learned with the R1S and R1T, what they're learning with the Amazon vehicles, I mean, obviously there's problems and questions regarding execution and manufacturing and chips and all that. And it's a new company. So there's financing questions. But I'm really excited for Rivian. I think like they might yeah. be one of the ones that actually makes it. I really do think that out of I all know, the big, the big bet. So we're making an official bet. Are you officially putting virtual fast woman money on the idea that Rivian is going to be one of the electric out of the EV automakers that's actually going to survive past this initial launch phase? I'm not going to place a bet. I'm not a betting. Oh, you're not, not a betting. Okay. okay. I'm not a betting. I've never actually even been to a casino and placed a bet. Can you believe Oh my God. Well, we're going to, well, now we have plans the next time we're in Vegas. So. <laughs> I've never, I've never done that. So um, I say that like I'm a big gambler. I'm like, woohoo, me with the slots. But yeah. <laughs> Nicole and her chips. But yeah, so um, I, I wouldn't gamble, but I would say that I do think their product is actually extremely good and extremely worth shopping. Um, but being said, they've got a long list of customer orders that they've got years to go on. So I'm just excited to mm-hmm. see them in the market. We're seeing R1Ts around town where I live. And it's just kind of fun to see. You're like, oh, this car that I drove and really liked, people are buying it. And it's the same thing like when we see like the Bronco or, you know, something mm-hmm. else. You're like, or, or you know, Wrangler 4xE. You're like, oh, no, that's fantastic. Like, I'm so glad that people are enjoying that vehicle as much as you and I have enjoyed them and enjoy driving them. We have we have one. I believe it's just one because it's always the same color. It's white and R1T in our little neighborhood and not our like in our town and every time i see it, do the same thing oh my gosh there's one in the real world i think it's the same one over and over but every time like, oh, there it is oh there it is i have people texting me photos like have you seen this green one have you seen this gray one i'm like those are two different colors so yes i have seen both of them like it's just fun it's fun to see that like i always like you know it's just kind of cool it's one of those perks of the job that i really enjoy yeah um but you actually did some travel that was I did. personal travel not work mm-hmm. travel um but we're gonna talk about it for this job because that's what we do. Um, we'll talk about that when yes. we get back from break. Sounds good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we are back and Nicole was Tennessee bound this week. Yeah, so we decided to take um, a little adventure. It was going to be a weekend and it was three days and it was four days and ended up being like basically a week. So we were going to fly to Tennessee for this big 4th of July thing in this crazy area um, like where there's Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They're supposed to have the most bazonkers 4th of July celebration. So we went bazonkers was accurate and we weren't even actually there in the town on the fourth but we were gonna fly and flying is such a mess and my husband and i both like to drive we're like hey you know what just let's let's just drive and we'll make the drive part of the adventure so we did so we took two days to get down there and two days to get back and on the way down we took both ways we took my husband he has a jeep wrangler four by e we took his car um had the opportunity to charge it a very tiny bit because here's my like arg about charging. Now, of course, it's a hybrid, so it's not like if I don't charge it, I'm in trouble. But we it's a were plug-in ho- hybrid. It's a plug-in hybrid. So you could 
plug it in and charge it. Or you could just say, well, I'm going to use the gas and gas costs a ridiculous amount right now. But we stopped at a couple places and every single time the EV chargers were not accessible. Um, in fact, was it had, that they were full or that they weren't working or they were just in a bad working. spot? Because you were with a Jeep, so you could like traverse. I know. A, if it was <laughs> some terrain, like, we can't get there. Get, yeah, we could have physically gone there with the car we had, but no, they're broken. So we had broken or there was just nothing in the area. So it was a combination of availability and broken, which was sort of disappointing. Um, but we could like the one place we stopped for dinner, we were all ready to charge. There were charging stations and you, the clip that actually clips it. So it sort of like locks to your car would not was gone. So it would, it never thought that it was plugged in. So technically it is plugged in, but it's not registering that it's plugged in. So no joy. So you can't charge. Um, but we drove down and we have this thing. There was a show that was on years ago. Alton Brown from the Food Network had the show called Feasting on Asphalt. And I am he, very familiar. Very okay. familiar with Alton Brown. And his Brown. thing was, you don't go on a drive and stop at Burger King or McDonald's or Applebee's or whatever chain restaurant that you have in your own town. You feast on asphalt. You stop at random weird places along the side of the road, either a little local chain, if that be it, or a local diner or something that some guy at the gas station recommended. And we've been doing that for years. So we kind of did that on the way down. And what we came up with was a lunch in Staunton, Virginia, Virginia people, at a place called Edelweiss. And it was a German restaurant. And it was like I had walked into Bavaria. It was cute and quaint and looked like someone's house and had all the right decor. Like it was absolutely adorable. And they had added 4th of July stuff to it to celebrate. So it was this weird, (laughs) funky, like German slash American mix. But the food was amazing. Like they had cabbage and they had spetzla and they had schnitzel and that it was so good. It was, and it was the nicest person that was working there too. Tiny little place, but like who would think you would find this in the middle of Virginia? So if, you know, when you're out there, look for weird things. So sometimes the thing that doesn't make sense, like it's not Southern food, it's not Virginia baked ham. It was a German restaurant in the middle of was Virginia. It, was it kind of like that place that you and I went to in Montreal where we had the raclette? It was like that? that. It was like that, but nicer. That place was a little bit on the seedy side. Remember, it was a little. A little I dingy. would say it was cobwebby. It was, was it cobwebby. This was, it was not, delicious. It was yeah. cobwebby. This was not cobwebby. This was perfectly. It was beautiful. It was clean. It had like carved wood stuff everywhere with Edelweisses. Edelweisses carved into them. I don't know what's Edelweisses doesn't sound like there. Is that like geese? I feel like you should go with that and just stick with it. Edelweisses carved into them. <laughs> um, and it was it was really beautiful. And I got my favorite wine. I like this German wine, Gewürztraminer, which I oh, can't spell. Oh, is delicious. Yeah. And so they sold wine by the bottle. I'm like, can I just take a bottle? So when we got to where we're going that night, I had that little bottle of wine to enjoy what I got there. Um, I, have a, I have a serious question for you. Yes. Knowing your husband as I do and yes. knowing how... He drinks wine and you drink wine, which is very uh-huh. similar to how I drink wine. Um, yes. Did he did he drink wine and then meander around your hotel room singing Edelweiss to you? He did not, but he was quite happy after. I'm like, here, have a sip of wine. I'm like, the bottle's gone. Um, so yeah. So <laughs> this is like what this is like when you brought him home the wine from Traverse City, and the next thing you knew, there was no more wine from I Traverse know, I had City. This cherry wine, and I was like so excited to try it. I'm like, there's nothing left. What'd you do? So no, we shared this one, but yeah, it was it was really good, and we had a cooler like you do when you road trip and ice in it, so it was nice and cold when we got to our um, Airbnb. So that was kind of early. It was like an early lunch. We were there at eleven because we just like. Decided to eat an early lunch because we knew we were going to have a late dinner because our stop for the night is one of my favorite places on the planet. I think it's some like childhood thing. I love Hershey, Pennsylvania because chocolate. 
Eileen, chocolate. I, I've been there. I am glad you enjoy it. I was there for, get this, a newspaper and conference in high school Ooh. because I was a popular kid in high school. <laughs> so I went to the newspaper conference um, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And can I just say that I am glad someone enjoys Hershey because it's just oh my not God, my I type of it. thing. I love it. I love the drive out there because the drive out there is just through all these green fields. Like you get off the highway and it's not one of these things you see it from the highway. You're driving and you think the GPS has led me astray because you're just driving through all this farmland and poof, there it is. And the lamp posts, the light posts in the town have a Hershey kisses and somebody has a little, the little tag that waves like at the top. And it, it's, are you it's holding like, up a gum wrapper to show me in the camera? It how is, the Hershey it is because because I'm, I'm unaware of how a flag waves from the top I'm, of a Hershey I'm demonstrating kiss. with the folded up gum wrapper that I happen to have sitting on my desk. So I love it. It just makes me happy. I'm like, look, Hershey's kisses. Um, and they used to have, we didn't get to ride the chocolate ride. The chocolate ride, you give you free chocolate at the end. Eileen, how can you not like I have, a place? I have, ri- I have ridden the chocolate They used ride. to have this have- song. It was like, Hershey's chocolate, Hershey's chocolate, Hershey's chocolate world. And at the end, you get chocolate. The song changed, but I still remember it. My little heart. I feel like my favorite part about going to Hershey, Pennsylvania is going outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania and going to the Amish country because there. Oh, that's amazing. We've done that a lot too. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot. They have lard fried pretzels and pie. Well, let me tell you. I got, when we got there for dinner, we had, we didn't stay at the Hershey Hotel, which is the big fancy hotel. I've stayed there in the Mm -hmm. past. We didn't stay there this time, but we ate dinner at a place called Harvest, which is in the hotel. It's like one of their restaurants. They had a charcuterie and a pretzel, like a oh, giant. Oh, this is the thing you pretzel. sent me photos of. Yes! You and your husband both separately sent me photos <laughs> of the charcuterie pretzel, Guys, which I I was like, okay, I will fly up there and eat one right now see, because it did look amazing. It was amazing. So it was this like giant, think the giant German pretzel that's like slightly larger than a dinner plate. Like they're huge, but then there was cheese piled on it, and there was beer mustard and regular mustard and cheese. You could dip and a bunch of different kinds of sliced cheeses. And, oh, man, it was really good. It was like a meal. The woman's like, well, it's rather large. I, I think it would be enough for two of you. I'm like, this is enough for eight. It was huge. So we had that. I, it looked amazing. I, I would, if I was to venture through Hershey, I would make a stop there just to get the charcuterie. It was in totally a pretzel. worth Whatever it. the formal word for it is. The charcuterie pretzel. I don't know. I don't think they, they really, did they say it? I don't know, but it should have a name, shouldn't it? It should be like charcuteretzel i like that charcuteretzel sounds very that sounds very fancy but also like spunky spunky charcuteretzel so so charcuteretzel so you can get that at the harvest um restaurant in the hotel Hotel. hershey yeah i was i might don't look at my show notes i wrote those really fast harvest restaurant in the hershey hotel is what that should actually say <laughs> All right. well i i i for one am glad that you enjoyed your time in hershey um, i do enjoy hershey's chocolate I do enjoy the story of Milton Hershey, as well as all of the industrial pioneers of the food era from the History Network shows. There's quite Uh, a history. I do enjoy that. (laughs) We did a tour once. We learned all about Milton Hershey and how he built the town and the Hershey School. They have a school there now, like this really good school that kids who are underprivileged can go to and you don't have to pay the tuition. Like they cover it. And he was quite the philanthropist. That was a tough word for me to, I had it in my head at the time. So it was, he has a very, very neat story and it's a very, it's a cool town. And there's the, the park is amazing. It's like a six flags kind of situation. If you want to go to amusement park and the hotel in the area is really pretty and you can ride the chocolate ride and get free chocolate, which I highly recommend free chocolate. I don't know how people could be mad at free chocolate. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, like 
Okay, so I have to ask. So you were talking about the electric vehicle chargers. Yeah. Would you do the route that you did to get to Tennessee in an EV? No. Why not? Because of the charging? Because it because well two things. Because of the charging, because like we had planned to charge up while we were sitting at dinner and the one charger at the hotel, they had two. They only have two, first of all. It's a, a decent sized hotel. One is working and there's a vehicle plugged in and the other one is broken. To which I did tweet and they actually it was EVGO, I think. Oh God, I forget which charging company it was. But they did say, like, hey, we're really sorry, tell us exactly where it is and we'll see about getting a fix because we don't want things broken. So they did respond. So plus one for the charging station companies saying, Oh, when you tell us we're going to take some kind of action but there's two there there was no place else that we could see there wasn't another hotel in the area like we would have had to have find found a place that was like we would have re- had to rearrange our trip to be able to charge if we were just driving an ev and i don't like having to rearrange my trip i don't like having to say we must stop here because we must charge instead of i just want to gas up a little bit because i want to go to that thing that's another 25 miles down the road so i don't think i would have driven a pure EV. That would be, I I love, I'm not anti EV before I get hate mail and hate tweets. (laughs) I'm not anti. You are, you are very, we're both, we both enjoy EVs. Like we we definitely do, but there are some disadvantages to the current infrastructure. Yes. And I think that is definitely worth, worth mentioning because I mean, it it is something to consider, especially with how long it takes to charge. Yes. Like you don't want to just be sitting in a parking lot behind somewhere. Exactly. And so it's it having them at places where you're going to sit for an hour, like to have dinner um, or overnight at a hotel. That makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. And it is what it is. Right. That's yeah. just where we are. Um, but yeah. So, OK. So after that, you drove from Hershey to Tennessee all in one go. Right. After that. Yes. All in one okay, go so from Hershey to Tennessee. That's not that far. I mean, you and I have driven Gettysburg to to basically almost Sevierville. So yeah, that's, that's, it's a, it's a long day, but it's not a bad drive. It was it's a long day, drive. but it, yeah, it's an easy drive. And it's actually kind of a pretty drive. Like the further you get to the South, you know, it's pretty, it's green. It's, it's like lots of rolling Hills. It wasn't, it's funny because when you're in the Northeast, when you're coming through like New Jersey, New York, it's like, hello oh. industry. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. It's not really pretty. And it's like congested and crazy. And there's the angry drive faster Northeast vibe going on. And the further South you go, the more you lose that, it, the, the way people drive, the landscape, everything changes and things come a little bit more chill. There are a lot more trucks though. So if you don't like driving near tractor trailers, like don't drive because it's just tractor trailers everywhere. Um, Cause there's so much transport happening. And I'm like, go supply chain. You guys go, go ahead. I'll let you go. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So when we get back from the break, we'll talk about what you actually did in Tennessee, where you yes. drove, you drove somewhere cool. And you ate some really good stuff in Tennessee. You sent me pictures the whole time. I think I, I gained 10 pounds through your photos. Just watching. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Your husband, I'm you should buy this $255 pie. Oh, so yeah. that, so we'll talk about the pie. We'll talk about everything else when we get back from this next break. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, we are back. You were listening to Fast Women, and you were listening to Nicole tell us about her trip to Tennessee, where she went to the land of Dolly Parton and the free... Yes. And uh, the mountains that are shaped unlike Dolly Parton's chest. And uh, 
<laughs> you did. You did a bunch of other things besides just ridicule. Do- no, you didn't ridicule Dolly Parton. I should say I didn't. that she I is like a saint. Dolly Parton. I would not ridicule Dolly. Dolly is Dolly a saint. Parton. She is. She's a amazing. Saint. Yes. Um. But anyway, so tell me more about your trip to Tennessee. Where so, you stayed, what you did, what you drove, all that. So stuff. we because we took my husband's uh, Jeep Wrangler four by E is what we took down there, and it's the Rubicon. He hasn't done a lot of off roady stuff, so we took that one. Part of our goal was when we got down there was to do some off roading, which we got to do. Um, and part of it for me as journalist, I was really curious to take this on this long of a road trip because it is an off road vehicle, and it's like one of the more off-roady versions of an off-road vehicle because it's the Rubicon. And I was like, oh, you must be down. It must be terrible. You know what? It was not horrible to drive. Is it louder? Heck yes. Especially because we have that sky one touch, like retractable top situation. So it's a soft mm-hmm. top, but it's something you very quickly get used to. And it's not like horribly intrusive. It's just a little louder than a regular car and driving on the highway. It really was actually very easy to drive on the highway. You can get up to speed. You can keep up with traffic. It doesn't pose this horrible. Like people talk about like, you, Oh, well, if you want to go off road, you're good. But if you plan to take that puppy on the highway, I'm like, you know what? I would take it on a road trip like that again. Like it was, the, it was good. The Wrangler four by E is by far the best Wrangler that has ever been on a street. Yes, it is. I I've driven on the highway. I, 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 heartily address your criticism of it um i think that it is it is a it is a very good vehicle from the highway yeah. it doesn't have all the bells and whistles when it comes to no. you know all the other driver assist technology and all that it doesn't need to right that's not what the wranglers for right but it is a it is reasonably well mannered on the highway and it, it is was, not a pain to drive it doesn't have that what quote unquote death wobble it doesn't right. have that stuff that you get with older wranglers or even other wranglers that don't have that battery pack that helps ground it and yeah. give it a little bit more stability and it really was it was very stable you know when you're driving on a highway like i was mentioning before the big tractor trailers you're sometimes you're braking very quickly or changing lanes very quickly because they've changed lanes you're like ah so there's that certain element of when you're on these road trips of like that quick maneuvers that you have to make and it was fine it, it handled it well it was never unwieldy and there was that moment i'm like well if this traffic is really really bad we got stuck a couple of times just because of construction random whatever i'm like we could just turn around right here across the median because it's just grass we got this like there's something nice <laughs> to know that's like i don't need no stinking cut through i'm just gonna make one i'm going the other way um <laughs> So, yeah, so it was actually a really nice road trip car. So we took it down. I think it's called C- Severeville. I actually had to ask someone. I'm like, yes, it is Severeville. Because it looks, I'm like, is it Severe, Severe, Severeville? Nope, Severeville, which sounds like a very aggressive name. Um, it's a beautiful town. And we rented an Airbnb that essentially was like this really nice cabin that you drove way up to the top of this mountain and have like, it's a bedroom downstairs and like an upstairs with a living room and a kitchen and all that and you walk out onto this porch and it's the Smokies they're just there there's the pictures nothing. you were sending and posting were absolutely gorgeous I mean it, it was you were up there it was beautiful so many wants to see some of this stuff I'm, I post stuff on Twitter like all the time because it's just my fun happy place so if you look at Nicole Wakeland on Twitter you will see it you can see pictures of the Smokies and we even on the 4th of July we didn't go into all the crazy we stayed in our um in our Airbnb cracked open a bottle of wine and sat there and we could see fireworks in three different towns at once in the distance. And it was echoing off the mountains. So it's just the coolest experience. And you can watch the, like the fog, that sort of smoky mountain thing kind of roll in and out. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. So we had this amazing Airbnb that we used as sort of our, our, base camp for everything and from there one of the places we went to is the Rin wind rock ohv park which is in oliver springs tennessee 
it's huge. Uh, we went there, we had plans to go there and my husband has not done as much off-roading as you and I have Eileen, because you and I do it a lot on drive programs and get to do some pretty advanced stuff. It's our jobs, right? It's, yeah. It is our job. Right. So we went, I went with him, we picked out a trail, we're ready to go. It was fun for him. He got to go through some water. He's like, oh, it's really deep. And it's like, it was maybe half the fording depth that the Wrangler could handle. But it's still, Aww. if you've never done it, it was really cool. It was really muddy. Like the mud kind of came up, like you're driving into the mud. Like it's like a track. And we did some cool off-roading stuff. But then we did get to one section of the trail. And I looked and I'm like, what? What has happened here? And like, we're on our own on the trail. We're in Tennessee, so we really can't, you know, destroy the car because it's not like we can just get home easily. And we don't have a winch, which is something once again. So you got to be cautious. Like, don't get yourself in over your head if you don't know where you are and you don't have somebody else with you who can assist with spotting and when things go wrong. And it was just this one section. I'm like, this is not the level of trail that this was advertised. It's like really gnarly. There's like rocks and there's some really deep ruts. And I feel like, you know, it's one of those, man, you are going to have to be really careful with your tire placement as he doesn't have the experience driving and I don't have the experience spotting to get him in the right spot. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to turn around and back. And it was funny. We see this park ranger on the way out and they check to make sure just that you have your little passes you have to pay for that you didn't just drive into the park without paying your daily access fee. And he's like, where'd you go? We tell him the trail. He's like, did you make it through the mud pit? We're like, yeah. And I'm like, but there's one section. He's like, oh yeah, that trail is a train wreck. It's a good thing you turned around. I was like, go me for having the intuition to turn around. So there's your sort of like, you know, I mean, you and I know what we're doing, but even us, there's a point where it's like, nope, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to get stuck. I'm going to damage my vehicle. It's not worth it. So, you know, know how far you can go with both your own expertise and the expertise of the people driving with you. So it was still super fun. It was, and it's beautiful winding trail and it was really cool. So that was my off-roady yeah. part. Don't be that driver on TikTok. We're going to write stories about saying, did you see this driver? They're an idiot. Yeah, don't, don't be that be, person. Don't be that guy. Be the person that's smart enough to turn around and go do some other stuff and drive. We just picked different trail. We're like, that it was a far easier trail than what we wanted to do. Like the than the first half. I'm like, still, it's fun. We were driving in the woods. It was beautiful. It was still a fun adventure. And we got some more, you know, serious off-road stuff for him. But it's like I'd rather have my car in one piece and not have tried that and not have gotten stuck and ruined our trip than have tried that. Like it's no badge of honor to get yourself stuck and ruin your car. Really, it's not. Don't put yourself in over your head. So. so did you see a lot of other Jeeps on the trail or did you oh. see a lot of Jeeps elsewhere? Oh my gosh. If there were, it was like, if you weren't in a Jeep, you were the odd duck. Like there were Jeeps everywhere. <laughs> in fact, we stopped at this place called um, Cade's Cove Jeep, which is in Townsend, mm -hmm. Tennessee. The day we were there, they were doing this huge sort of like Jeep car show and fundraiser for a local veterans support group. The people had the most tricked out Jeeps ever, you know, lift kits and themed certain ways and just this very sort of fun environment. And of course, they have a store where you can buy all sorts of random gobbledygook to put on your Jeep and T-shirts and hats and stickers and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. But it was cool. It was like a party, but it was a Jeep party. So Russ was all kind of excited because like we weren't part of the car show, obviously. But he's like, these are my people. I'm like, well, kind of. But his Jeep cost as much as our house. But sure, you know, because they have added so much <laughs> stuff to it. <laughs> but it was neat well, to I see. Mean, that is a thing, too. Like, that's kind of one of the cool things about Wranglers. And Bronco's kind of getting that way, too, where yep. you can really trick it out and add stuff to it where it's very expensive, but it also looks really cool and really it unique It looks and cool. And, you know, people have this real pride. And, you know, some of them, there was one guy, he had one theme to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm from... Families from Pittsburgh go Steelers. I was like, oh, a Steelers Jeep. And there, there was another guy who had this really cool white Jeep that he'd done all this stuff. And no little plastic Jeep cars that you get for kids that have like a tiny little motor, little like, like you can get them at yeah, like yeah. Toys. Or, 
they had tricked out their plastic one to match mom and dad's real one, like everything. So it was even had little rivets in the bumper. It was the cutest thing. Like people spend some time doing some fun stuff and theming it. And if it makes you happy, have at it. Spend what you want, making your car look the way you want. I think it's great. Some people are like, yeah, you can't spend that kind of money. I'm like, if you can do it, do it, enjoy it. It makes you happy, you know, do that. So what else did you do? So you went, you went off-roading, you stayed in and drank wine. You went to Dollywood, right? We did. Okay, you guys. So we went to Dollywood because like it was there. How could we not go to Dollywood? First of all, I'm an amusement park person. One of the cleanest parks I've ever been in. Really, really cute. Instead of mouse ears, they have butterfly ears because little symbols of butterfly. So of course I put on butterfly ears. I, I undisneyed for a day and I dollied instead. Um, you can get, if you're a, like a true hardcore Dolly Parton fan, there's Dolly Parton everything. You can get absolutely anything you want here. There is, there's t-shirts, there's mugs. I mean, there's just like a whole store of Dolly Parton stuff, but also really good food. So some theme park food is crummy. Some is good. The food in Dollywood, it's good. And what we got, we walk in. Yes. I have a question. Yes. And before we go much further. Yes. Do they, do they sell replica boobs from Dolly Parton? You know, unfortunately, Eileen, no. I, I, no I feel like I feel like Dolly's known for certain attributes. Like maybe do they have do they have the little like they butterflies with the I, wigs? No, I felt like there should have been a That's butterfly a, that, that was in the hair. There was not that either. Yes. And I would girl, I may have that, bought that just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> I I feel like that is definitely where the market should be. We need we need a wig. Yes. A wig with the, with a butterfly. I'll, I'll pass on the faux boobs. But the wig with the butterfly would have been for me. No, just the butterfly. No wig. I know, which was a little little bit sad. But the food. Okay. okay, but the food did not disappoint. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the food did not disappoint. And there's one food I have to call out. Apple pie. You're like, so what? Apple pie. No. The apple pie was like, take your hands and make a circle. Like a giant circle. Like you're going to hug someone and make your fingertips touch. And it's a giant circle. That's how big the pie was. It was, it was huge. huge. Again, you and your husband separately yes. sent me photos of we the did. pie. We did. <laughs> I was like, if you were here, we would buy this. Because you could buy the entire pie in a yes. cast iron skillet from yes. what the sign said. Am I, am I, yes. I'm not joking about that. No, you're totally right. And I even said and that it, it was like thick. It was like seven or eight inches thick, too. It oh was my not God. a small, it was not a short pie. It was it a was tall absolutely pie in a huge. giant skillet. So this was, and I've pulled up the details, it was a 25 pound apple pie you could have the whole pie with the giant iron skillet for 224 dollars. i absolutely 110 percent. if i had enough people to eat that thing before it went bad would have bought a 224 dollar apple pie that weighed 25 pounds just to say that i bought one but i did not i didn't have that many people i feel like that's actually kind of a deal like, it was a well, skillet too. So you like the skillet. That's not really that bad. Right? Like, so it, I I it's I could not be that bad. So instead we got a slice, just to give an idea of this slice, the slice was 20 bucks. <laughs> the slice, but it was like the size of your head. I saw it photos. Was it was huge. It was huge. My husband and I each had like, we felt like we had some pie and it looked like there was still a pie sitting there and it was really good. It was really good. So yeah, so the largest apple pie that I have ever seen in my entire life. And I can't even tell you how badly I wanted that 25 pound apple pie. I, but we were in Tennessee. There was no way that was going to make it home to New Hampshire. It would have died a terrible death on the way. It just couldn't, there's no way to get that one home. But if I could have, this was not, you know, like 
A pie from Julian on a plane? No problem. A pie from Dollywood? <laughs> it's 25 pounds in a car. Nope, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I have a question. I'm looking here and you say pimento cheese, OMG. Have you not had pimento cheese before? I have. No, I've had pimento cheese, but here's the thing. The, the amount of pimento cheese in all the things in Tennessee was overwhelmingly awesome. Like we had, we got a pimento cheese spread that we had with some uh, bread when we got back with one of the bottles of uh, whiskey or was it wine or was it moonshine? Whatever we opened that night from our day's adventures, we had pimento cheese. Then we had pimento cheese on a burger. Then we had pimento cheese that was a dip. Then Russ ordered someplace a pimento cheese sandwich, grilled cheese sandwich. It's just a grilled cheese sandwich with just pimento Mm -hmm. cheese. So I've had it before, but never in such a wide variety of things as I had it when I was down there. I will say this. My my father in law, uh, yes. may he rest in peace, mm-hmm. uh, gave gave us the recipe for his pimento cheese before he passed, mm. and I will pass it on to you because it oh is my god, delicious. I would love to make that. It was so good, and it's like so a, good. It's a southern thing. I, I literally have never seen. I yes. saw it in Atlanta. I think is the furthest north I've ever seen it. And Atlanta's not exactly north. You know what I mean? But I saw it in Atlanta. I've seen it in Tennessee, Carolinas, Carolinas too, right? South Carolina, like probably more South than Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, so it's but pimento cheese. If you like cheese, man, find yourself some pimento cheese. It was really good. With pimento cheese is amazing. Didn't yep. you also have um, chocolate cheese again? Did I, I? I feel like I got a photo about something <laughs> about chocolate cheese. I didn't actually try it. So when we were in um, Gatlinburg, we were in Gatlinburg, I believe, and their main street. It's crazy. It's the most crazy weird place you've ever been it in your whole life. It is a tourist life. trap. It is a it tourist, is tourist trap. trap USA. So when you go, you have to be ready to be, okay, I'm going to tourist trap where there's a crazy stores and crazy everything and crazy people and just over the top crazy. And one of the places, there was this little cheese shop, like a cheesemonger that was a tiny little shop, really cute little shop. And in the case, like you would have a, you know, if the grocery store, you see a giant block of like American cheese, it was a giant long piece and it was chocolate cheese. I've never seen it until you and I were in Michigan. And I'm like, what the heck? Now chocolate cheese is following me. I did not get a bite because I had already eaten and I'd already had whiskey and already had all. I'm like, if I eat chocolate cheese, I'm going to be sick for a month. So I did that's not That's the one thing it. that's going to push you over the that edge. That was going to be that. too much in that day. Yes. So you mentioned all the wine you had. You mentioned the food. Yes. Um, did you drink? So you said you had whiskey. You had moonshine. Yes. And what else did you have? You And regular wine. So what, what about the, the moonshine and the whiskey? What did you learn? I mean, they're known for their whiskey. They're known for their whiskey. So we went to this, the moonshine thing, you can try it all over the place. And it's this really cheesy yet fun experience where they pour teeny, teeny, tiny little, not even shot glasses, teeny, tiniest little tastes of all their different kinds of moonshine. And they'll be like apple pie and peach and cobbler, apple cobbler and lemon and whatever. And you can try them and you buy them. So we went to this Tennessee shine company and we did the whole tasting and we bought a bunch of bottles of moonshine, which of course come in a mason jar because I think the law says it must be in a mason jar. I think if you just put it in a nice bottle, they would like throw it out the window. I don't think you're even allowed to do that. It has you to can be get a the mason more, jar. You can get the more finely bottled moonshine oh. on the other side of the state. So Nashville, <laughs> you can get a procurement of oh. finely bottled um, moonshine. And I say that as someone who has numerous bottles of, of finely bottled moonshine in we, their house we, from we a trip have- to Nashville. We don't have any finely bottled moonshine, but we do have, I think, four or five bottles of 
of Mason Jar low Moonshine. Lowbrow yeah, Moonshine. Low brow. We're the friends in low places. Moonshine is what we brought back from our adventure. Definitely the friends in low places. Uh, so we bought that for brought that back for Moonshine. And then we, my husband and I are both, especially the hubby is a big whiskey fan. So we bought brought back a couple of bottles of whiskey that we tried at random places. But we stopped at one place on the way home that was really, really cool. It was in East Stroudsburg, PA. So yes, we weren't technically in Tennessee anymore, but it was called the Silverback Distillery. And it is the only mother-daughter distilling duo in the country. Only one. And Uh. yeah, and it was this, and it's like you walk into a winery or to a, you know, cheesy Tennessee moonshine place, but very nice. And you can try their different spirits. And we tried uh, their gin, which is like an award-winning gin. We tried one of their whiskeys they're really good. It was really good stuff. And you can buy, and it was funny because there's rules in Pennsylvania. Like you can only have X number of ounces. So you could have this many tastes of this, but if you shared it, they counted it as half that much. It was like this very like letter of the law. Do not have a point one over the ounces that the state of Pennsylvania says, and they stuck to it, but it was really neat. It was a fantastic place. If you like small distilleries, it was right off of 80 in East Stroudsburg, PA silverback, distillery and it was really quite an experience we got a bottle of gin there and a couple of bottles of whiskey uh, so we have we have all the booze that we could conceivably need to get us through the entire winter here in New Hampshire <laughs> well I'll be visiting just you so go. you're aware there you go come I'll on bring, up I got I'll, your booze I'll, I'll bring apple pie and pimento cheese and we'll call it a party excellent How about that so it was Excellent. a fun trip. So it was an amazing. We got to see a little bit of the country that we have never really been to. We had a really great time going off road in our Jeep and just experiencing driving in the Jeep. Um, and yeah, and and had a, had a grand old time for the 4th of July. Well, that is lovely. So I was also in Valencia, Spain last week. Um, so we'll talk about that next time. And then I yes. am actually on Sunday. We're recording this on a Friday. Thursday we're recording this Thursday I will it's a on, Thursday <laughs> I don't know what it is anymore I am um headed to San Francisco on Sunday to drive Ooh. a lucid air uh, oh, I love that the, I the love new, that car <gasps> new lucid air GT mm, so lucid I'm going to go such drive a lovely vehicle yeah so I'm gonna go drive that and so okay um we'll talk about that next time and then Sounds what good. are you doing are you you're home all through the, well you're going to go see your daughter this week I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Milwaukee and I'm gonna have some schnitzel and cheese cars I'm gonna visit my daughter at uh in college and uh then I am home for a bit I'm home for a bit and then we have a I believe next week is the end of next week we have a little adventure in Texas with Toyota Yes, I will be in Detroit next. I will be in San Francisco, Detroit, and Texas next week. Yes, I thought I was going to have a nice, just quick overnight to Texas, but things have come into focus on the calendar. Yes, and so um, it'll be a busy week. But I actually am going to go preview a new truck that's coming that you and I saw a little bit of when we were out in Johnson Valley. Yes, uh, with Ford for Bronco Raptor. So I'm actually going to go crawl around on that. So we'll be able to talk about that um, in our next episode or maybe the week after i have to, look at the calendar have to and see, wait and see, see when i can officially talk about it yeah um, exactly <laughs> but yeah so it's a busy travel week coming up for both of us and so we will see you all down the road bye, bye.